my beautiful souls, welcome to Humanity Feels. I'm your host, Yasmin Elzamore. This is a space where healing and conscious conversations happen and where controversy meets compassion. Join me on this journey as I dive into the underworld of relationships, sex, spirituality, mental health, and all the things that make us human. You'll also hear stories and practical advice from some of the most powerful coaches, leaders, truth seekers, and spiritual entrepreneurs in the game. With every episode, my mission is to empower you, help you shatter limitations that don't serve you, and inspire you to evolve and expand your mind. So let's heal, break patterns, shift paradigms, challenge the status quo, and rise together. Hello, beautiful people. Happy Monday. This week on the podcast, I have Lucy Turner, and she is an interior designer and a feng shui practitioner dedicated to helping women transform their homes and manifest the lives they truly desire. In 2017, Lucy was a thriving designer working on high-end residential projects, enjoying a full social calendar, and residing in Sydney's most high-end suburbs. She had built the life she always wanted, but deep down lacked a sense of purpose and fulfillment. Dissatisfied with a life built on society's terms, she embarked on a journey of self-discovery and spirituality. It was this pursuit that led Lucy to become an expert in feng shui. In 2020, she established Citrus Jing, a digital space which shares feng shui insights and inspires women to curate more thoughtfully with a holistic approach to interior design. So Lucy's awesome, you guys. We've been wanting to record for such a long time and we finally did it. <laughs> and um, she's she's honestly great. I love her uh her insights on feng shui on how to create an energetically aligned home that also looks aesthetically pleasing and beautiful so um yeah lots of golden nuggets in this episode you guys and i think it's really important that we learn how to create a safe space in our homes right Uh, especially now that a lot of us work from home and we are mainly home (laughs) so Super important. Um, As always, guys, enjoy the episode and let me know what you think. Lucy, welcome to the podcast. I am beyond excited. We have been planning this for months. It's been in the works. (laughs) works. And we're finally here after both of us traveling and, you know, doing our thing and being away and, and all of that. But I'm excited to finally um, have you on. We're going to chat about all things feng shui and, you know, what it, what that is, what it means to create a beautiful, energetically aligned home. I think we can all, you know, use that. And I know I can, you know, like the more I can learn about how to make my space feel safe, the better it Mm -hmm. is. So before we dive into all of that, because I know we're going to have a really good conversation. Why don't you share with us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, it's been a bit of a journey myself. And I didn't really set out to be a feng shui practitioner or a feng shui expert, whatever you want to call it. Um, It kind of just happened. And I've always been a creative person. I've always been into design. And when I finished school, I went into art school for a year and then I transferred into interior design, which I loved. 
and then worked in the industry as an interior designer doing high-end residential projects both in Australia, overseas, and kind of getting a sense, my own design sensibility, um, you know, but at that time I'm just like partying, living week to week, right. you know, yeah. that kind of early 20s Lifestyle. vibe. That's yes. it. <laughs> and all of a sudden I started traveling to China with my job to do some sourcing oh. and, and, and whatnot. And I love China. I was really fascinated with it. At this time, I wasn't really tuned into feng shui at all, but I just felt this affinity with China. And then one day when I was in Sydney walking to work, I had like a vision, call it like a premonition that I was going to move to Shanghai and I'd never been to Shanghai before. Ooh, and at the chilled. same time, I know it was crazy. And at the same time, I started to, I guess that's what I call like have my spiritual awakening yeah. Um, and just kind of connecting a few dots, you right. know, thinking a little more deeply about my own existence, about my life. I, one of the big kind of catalysts for change in, in my world was moving from like living in share houses to my own studio apartment, right. kind of shifted. I wasn't partying as much. I started wow. to learn about spirituality, personal development, and that's yeah. when I heard about feng shui again and my wow. interest was perked um, and I didn't do anything about it, but I kind of felt, okay, well, if I want to move to China and I want to move to Shanghai, then I'm going to have proximity to traditional Chinese medicine and feng shui and, you know, maybe that will expand there. Um, but of course, 2020, COVID comes Right. And I could not move to China, <laughs> uh, the Mecca. Of... <laughs> exactly. So, you know, feeling a little stuck and a little yeah. bit kind of, um, yeah, uneasy about not being able to have this huge new chapter that I'd envisioned. I just decided, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want? Yeah. And there were two things that I felt and that was, you know, okay, I think I want to study or learn more about feng shui and I want to be a bit closer to the beach. We were locked down in Sydney. You had right. to stay in a certain kind of radius. So I just set in motion this plan to move states. I would go and live with my grandma and I would just, I guess, create this new chapter, but I wasn't really looking at it like, okay, this is now my new chapter. It was more right such an uncomfortable position for me to to have mm. been ready to move to have been ready to have a change and for that to be blocked completely out of my control right. it was almost like all right I give up well I just want to go and do this and that so I'll just go and do that right um, right right right, right. Wow. yeah so then I started studying feng shui and it was like oh wow wow you know the more I was learning excuse me the more I felt like yeah you know, uh, lit up by what I was doing and like just more motivated, more excited and more passionate about everything that I was learning and, and starting to share that as well, like on an Instagram that I, I made. And totally. yeah, that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> wow, totally, babe. I mean, I could feel your passion and it's it's so funny because I remember you asked me, how did you, how did you find me, right? And I remember mm. I followed your page 
And I kept seeing you post stuff about like, you know, like little tips and tricks on like keeping your, your home, like, you know, energetically aligned and, mm. you know, what, what feng shui is and stuff like that. And I've always been very attuned to that too. And I've always been very interested in learning about this stuff as well. And when I saw your page, I was like, this is so like straightforward and just very grounded and so simple. And it's mm. so easy to understand. So I remember I was like, I like need Lucy in my life. <laughs> and it's funny it honestly it is kind of a complex uh yeah. practice yes it is so yeah I guess my approach is like how do we take this really ancient practice and put it totally. into like a modern day setting and yeah. how do I also tie it up with other aspects of personality of personal development and spirituality right. you know yeah. how do we look at it from like a really holistic perspective as well and modernize it a bit so I love that you feel like it's grounded and simple simplified yeah Yeah, you simplify it because I know that it is complex and I know that there's a lot of like moving parts to it but I just love the way that you're able to break it down and it's it's easy to understand you know and it it feels easy and not so overwhelming because I I can see how a concept like that would be overwhelming for people when they're like looking to redesign their homes and all that like oh this is so much like I have to figure out where to put the mirrors and where to do this and where Mm -hmm. to do that it could be a lot but you know the fact that you can simplify it like that is is amazing so yeah I just wanted Mm -hmm. to to share that Lucy but what would you say feng shui is like in your in your terms and what you've learned what what is it what's the core Mm -hmm. of it what's the basis of feng shui Mm, so feng shui really comes down to the relationship out between our environment and our well-being okay and there's layers to that because there are kind of natural forces right for example if you think of a city you know Mm -hmm. is there a water source are there mountains like if you really get back into kind of um you know the purpose of feng shui when it was first birthed thousands of years ago in china it was about the vitality of a city And if you have water, then you can support a population. You can have crops. um, And if you have mountains, then you can be protected by uh, enemies. If there's a war, you know, they've got to come over a mountain range. You've got more time to prepare. So you're really thinking about the well-being of um, the individual or the collective in a space. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. And as we kind of look at it now from a more of a modern perspective feng shui can also really encompass like the materials that we're using when we're building a home are they really toxic i think this is more of like a modern modern feng shui like are we building homes that are are toxic or are they healthy and supporting our health and well-being Um, and then there's a very kind of esoteric uh aspect to it as well where we have different energies that can be activated in within our home and whether it's to do with our career or love or our different parts of our body, our eye health, our cardiovascular health. Um, It's super holistic. And we can also even link feng shui, get right down to um, highlighting different people in the family. So the mother, the father, we can support in different areas of the home, the middle child, the the eldest son. So it's a really kind of... um, yeah, holistic system. And if you look at other systems in traditional Chinese medicine, because yeah. feng shui is a part of traditional Chinese medicine, it's part of that system. Right. Like with, with acupuncture, I mean, I'm not an acupuncturist, but 
you have different emotions connected to different parts Active. of the body and yeah. exactly it's a holistic system so that is the same in feng shui as well um, and it's kind of broken into different what they call schools so you have form school which relates to the topography of the land compass school which relates to different parts of your home so for example the north relates to your career the northeast relates to knowledge and personal development the wow. east relates to family the southeast That's relates so cool. to finances and wealth yes that is the fascinating South- yeah it, like literally like i'm just sitting i'm like taking it all in and i'm like oh my goodness this is literally like you said it's like acupuncture but in tangible form like literal totally like, like physically like your home you know it's amazing exactly Exactly. It's really multi-layered. And so yeah. even when I am sharing on Instagram, or even if you were to go on Google and say, how do I feng shui my bedroom? Right. You're going to get a lot of general information mm-hmm. because there's so much to say, if that makes totally. sense. Totally. Um, And that's why, you know, it's awesome. Anytime you're bringing an awareness to your home and your space and your environment, I think that's a really good thing, right? Like thinking yeah. about how we feel in our space. Yeah. So it's it's a positive just to be Googling or trying to, you know, think about thinking about the feng shui. Um, but when you work with a practitioner or when you get a little bit deeper, there's a real kind of bespoke personalized approach where cool. you can start to make tweets, tweaks in yeah. your home that are like really super specific. For sure. Yeah. It's not so general. Cause I agree when you Google this stuff, mm. it's just kind of generalized and it's like one size fits all, but I know that this stuff isn't one size fits all, you know, we're all different. Our homes are different. You know, the, our tastes are different. The way we want to incorporate mm. certain things in our homes are different. The way we want to feel is different too. You know, the, the things that we're looking to change in our lives are different. So I agree. I think it's very specific and personalized to each person Mm. and what would you say uh lucy if someone is new to feng shui like where where can they start would you say like working with a practitioner would be the best bet i would say and again i have a bit more of a holistic approach right i would really start to tune in to who is the woman that i want to be who is the person that i want to be Okay. And then start to look at everything in your home as either either bringing you closer to that woman or further away. So that's going to help you start to actually curate a space very intentionally. Yes. And even from like an intuitive perspective, like is there a zones in your space? Because you will start to realize that you are like a conduit for energy. Yeah. So you're going to maybe go into one corner of your home. I mean, we've all, we've all had that experience of like going into a friend's house or someone and going like, oh my God, that room freaks me out. Or at your grandparents' yeah, house, you're like, heavy. dad can't go yeah. in that room. Yes. Yes. There's like a heaviness or a density to it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like, I don't want to go in there. Like it's, it's, it's weird. Or you go to someone else's space and it's like, you know, real, this beautiful scale, or, you know, with big pieces of artwork or you know the cut you feel incredible or even if you go into like a day spa that's you know beautifully curated so you're starting to bring that into your own home space from an intuitive level before you even like tap into like you know the feng shui I would say would be like the perfect starting point and even with my clients I will get them to make 
two Pinterest boards, one just because it's so visual, it's so nice to have yeah. like a visual, but one that's just like highlighting the space that you want to create for yourself. Totally. And the 10 images or five images should all look, inspiration images should all look like they could be in the same house and totally. starting to use right. that. Yeah. Yeah. To filter all of your decisions through design decisions um, and then aligning it again with that woman that you really want to be, um, I think is such a good starting point. And then the next thing that I think is really powerful is starting to maybe do a little bit of like energetic space clearing at home. Um, You know, a lot of us, we might have like the sage stick you know beautifully displayed but we're kind of just like waving it around we don't we're not quite sure yeah. what we're we're doing and that's totally cool yeah but just bringing a little bit of intention into that practice and setting an intention you know what are you clearing what is an energy that you're bringing in right I think honestly that's such a great baseline that anyone can do without even you know starting to like a feng shui you know right. in inverted commas their their space but you really are already are starting that journey Yes. Wow. I love that. And I love the focus on self, right? That focus mm. of what, how do I want to show up or mm. the woman, like the woman that I want to be, you know, like how can mm. I get closer to that? And what does that vision even look like? You know, and I love like Pinterest because it really helps us put together those pieces, right? Visually, mm. even Instagram, you know, but anything visual mm. or platform totally helps you figure out like what are my colors right and what's my vibe what's my mood um what do I like what are my textures like stuff like that Mm. helps you understand deeper like who you are at the core too so feng shui really goes hand in hand with like personal development and learning yourself at the root that's really fascinating and that is why I fell in love with it because I was like oh my gosh you know interior design it's very it's all about the aesthetic. It's all about yeah. just someone's taste. And then feng shui is like, hey, we can bring so much more meaning to every single thing that you are doing in your space right now that's actually going to support you energetically and nurture you. I think like, I was like, okay, sign me up. <laughs> uh, there's so much more depth to it, you know, which I personally love because I, you're right. The interior design aspect is external. Mm. You know, it's just, oh, I like the aesthetic of it, of this. And I love that color. And I love that painting and that frame and all that but is it is it doing anything in your life you know what I mean is it bringing you any any more value in your life whereas feng shui if if you're you know really focusing in on the things that you have and the quality of the stuff that you have in your home Mm. and where you place it too which we'll totally get into that Mm. Uh, you know like there's there's more depth to that you know and there's more like intention like you said intention I think that's the word feng shui it's intention everything yeah totally everything is intentional um another really good thing I will say as well if you're just kind of dipping your toes in Uh it's just to come back to like the fundamental um yin and yang the fundamentals of yin and yang theory which yin being more of a restorative energy yang being more of like an activating energy and so even just the rooms in your house or even if you have a studio apartment um, the zones in your house we can support those with activating colors you know bright colors bright artwork you know denser textures or brasses in yang areas that being more of like a study area or um, you know your living space your dining space and then supporting like our bedroom space with 
softer fabrics and you know maybe more neutral tones softer lighting can't maybe candle lights instead of uh you know heavy heavy yeah. lamps um so a, a kind of bringing that yin and yang theory into your space and into different rooms and zones is a really nice starting point as well so nice I could literally visualize the candlelights and everything in my head I'm like oh that sounds so cozy <laughs> exactly so pretty like who wouldn't want to be home all day right yeah <laughs> I'm already a homebody so it's <laughs> me to too begin with. so you know having a space like that is like really bad like I would never leave my house <laughs> totally and I think that's what happened to a lot of us through COVID because we were all locked up it's yeah. like oh now all of a sudden my bed is like my workspace where I eat where I chill out and watch TV where I try and go to sleep at night and like detach from all of that other stuff so yeah. definitely yeah creating those zones in your in your home is going to help you you know move through the yin and yang cycles of your day as well yeah, um, yeah, 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 for sure. Mm. That's so good. That's so good, Lucy. What would you say are some like basic principles of feng shui? So a lot of it is to do with like, I think our energy flow through furniture placement. Mm, okay, so, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I want to dive into that. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's, I mean, we can think about it from a few a few ways. For example, if you think about your living room, it's like what 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 is the focal point of your living room? A lot of us have the television as our focal point. So just from that standpoint, you know, how do we create a layout that actually supports like conversation? Conversation brings a lot of new energy, new ideas, new opportunity. Right. You know, if we're sitting there having a chat with our friend yeah. um, versus television, but it has to suit your lifestyle as well. If you've got young kids yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's just a TV moment or a TV few years and that's totally cool as well. But just thinking about a, a, a layout that's going to kind of really support uh, new energies, new ideas um, or wherever you're at in life. Right. If you look at your bedroom as well, because we all have a bedroom, um, Ideally, we have like two bedside tables. Yeah. We also have a headboard that indicates being supported in work, in the work that we do. It also brings security um, between a partnership if you're in a relationship. Right. So some of those fundamental, uh, I guess, layout laws to think about yeah. or principles. Yeah. Um, but even if you just look at your home and your space, you should be able to kind of draw a line on the floor plan that moves freely throughout the space. We don't want to be kind of butting into a, a corner or into one zone and getting stuck. You want to think about what we call the circulation of chi or the circulation of energy. Right. So even just like drawing your floor plan simply and just seeing if you're able to kind of get like a free flowing pencil line that draws around your home and, and your space is a yeah. really good starting point when thinking about the flow. But again, a lot of it's intuitive. Like you will be able to feel the areas in your home that you know are blocked where the energy is not moving and not flowing. So it can be yeah. as simple as like moving something around, seeing how that feels um, and getting yeah. a sense of it that way. Yeah, I love that. I remember I did that, you know, in my living room because I felt like there was like stagnation. Like I just felt mm. like I couldn't concentrate. And I was like, mm. why can't I concentrate when I sit in this specific area in my living room? You know, mm. and I'm like, 
this doesn't make any sense. Like logically didn't make sense to me. And then I had that intuitive nudge of like, I'm just going to move things around, you know, and see if maybe I like another, another layout. And I was able, I had the space to do that. And I was able to do that. And I felt a shift. I definitely mm. felt a shift after. And I'm like, oh, I, I think I just needed to, you know, move some pieces of furniture around for me to feel more flow in that area. And for me to feel like, you know, I can actually be more creative now. Yes. And what you've done is you've energized that sector yeah. as well. Um, you know, from a layout perspective, you're kind of giving it some fresh energy, but also depending on what sector of that, that uh, area in your home is, whether it relates to your reputation or um, finances, Fear. like you've yeah. also re-energized that, that sector in your, within your life energy as well, which is cool to know too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it transforms other areas. I, I totally have heard about that too. Feng Shui transforms, yeah. you know, like other areas of yeah. your life, your relationship life. Like, yes. you know, that there, there are certain, I remember I, I read up about mirrors being like a problem in the, in the bedroom because it invites a third party into <laughs> if you're in a relationship. So I don't know if that's, if that's true or not, but I like, I remember reading about that with Feng Shui and I'm like, that's really interesting. I don't know if that's yeah. a, I don't know if that's real, but yeah, I found that to be interesting. So that with feng shui, it's, it's tied up with a lot of superstitions and cultural yeah. beliefs as well. Yeah. That's so it, it, <laughs> but mirrors are yang, and so we we would prefer not to have a mirror in our bedroom from the standpoint that it's it's yang, it's activating in our bedroom. We really want to be supporting sleep, and there yeah. is also, uh, I guess, like a cultural story that your body, leave, your soul leaves your body when you're sleeping and that when it sees itself in the mirror, it can get a, a fright. So there's like a few cultural stories and yeah. like, I guess, superstitions, old wives tales, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, that are connected to this idea of like mirrors in the bedroom. But I've definitely heard this, it invites a third person in as well to relationships. Like, yeah. like, hey, maybe some people want that. <laughs> I know like that's an interesting theory like yeah I guess if, some, if that's like you know some people's jam then that's their jam right that's it <laughs> I have two mirrors in there you're fighting two people <laughs> oh my God, like I'm thinking about that now like, uh, <laughs> oh my god that is so funny that's so funny love what would you say makes like a good of like feng shui space like what colors or if there are any specific colors in general that help us so paint? when we're thinking about color I would kind of put it into two categories I would put it yeah. into like elemental okay. um, because in feng shui like I said it's part of traditional Chinese medicine and it relates to the five elements in traditional right. Chinese medicine in TCM so we've got wood fire earth metal and water yeah and each of those elements relates to a different sector in your home and relates to uh yeah a different element and a different color so right. for example the northern sector of your home relates to your career it relates to water mm. so there it's all about black and blue okay um, for example the south sector of your home relates to your reputation so if you're trying to sell your business or grow your Instagram or you're an right. influencer yeah. this is some of the energy that we would be looking at and that relates to fire which is obviously red um, so from a 
feng shui perspective um, it's really about connecting it to the different like elemental zones in your home if you're not there yet or you haven't been able to kind of yeah draw up your um pull it your energy map for your home mm -hmm. then again that yin and yang perspective is really nice colors that are activating colors that are neutralizing and soothing is a nice way to kind of do it as well right. it's also about creating balance and harmony yeah it's kind of weird if you're going to have one room that's like really red and activating and I would think activating <laughs> totally and you know this is what separates me as well from other feng shui practitioners because I am an interior designer because beauty yeah uh, is so important to me yeah, you know, aesthetics are still important. Totally, totally. Especially like, as an interior designer, I'm sure you have that eye. And you're like, this drives me crazy. Like, we also have to have like a balance here. Totally. And I'm yeah. like, how do we make this space rich and beautiful and like, you know, luxurious with? Right. And when I say luxurious, like, do we do that through creating more spaciousness? Like, is it right. more of a less is more? So, um. Yeah, I would talk about, I would think to like balance out your, your colors as well, balance out the shapes that you have in your space. Don't have one corner, you know, that's stacked with like plants, create like a balance throughout, throughout your home as well yeah. in terms of color and also object form shape. Right. Yeah. All right. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Have you had any, any clients that have felt the shift in their life like after you guys work together like in areas of their life that they were like stuck in and then all of a sudden like something opened up for them I'm so curious it's, it's so cool because when I work with my clients one of the first steps is like I run them through my decluttering framework okay. um, which is all about honoring the object or honoring the space that that object being gone is going to create because sometimes getting rid of things we really feel like we're losing something yeah. but if you look at the spaciousness that you're creating that's possibly more aligned to you than having you know this thing that aunt so-and-so gave you back in 2008 that you feel like you just can't get rid of but you don't really like it that much right. so I just had a client come through um my kind of one-on-one -on -one and she had a really instantaneous thing happen in this kind of decluttering phase. So okay. she had a wedding um, that ended, well, a marriage that ended just a few days after her wedding because there was some stuff that came out that was obviously, you know, shocking to her. Right. right. She has had this wedding dress in her closet Wait. for yeah. years. Yikes. She's tried to sell it. It hasn't been sold. She's just had it there, you know, and it can feel counterintuitive to get rid of something like that, you know, to, to store it away because you think, oh, if someone wants to come and see it, then. Right. And I spent so I much gotta... money on it. There's that idea of like, yeah. why throw it out? It's like throwing out the money and all that. Yeah. And it wasn't even about throwing it away. It was just like, even just putting it away, even just putting it away in storage felt counterintuitive. She's like, oh, well, what if it gets like a mothball? What if someone wants to come and see it? But that wasn't happening and it hasn't been happening for years. Right. So she put this dress away in storage. She said three days later, she had a call from someone from another state saying they wanted to buy the dress. They flew to her days later. She got the exact money that she wanted for it. And it's like, see, you've created the space. 
you've created the room for new energy for the manifestation of like the money to come through and boom, like it was almost instantaneous. So I just love that kind of a story even because people get very attached to their, their things um, at home as well. So I felt like that was quite a powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. I I was going to say like, we do get attached to things, you know, and then when it comes to decluttering, it's like, I don't want to give this away because, Mm -hmm. you know, and the, the excuse, the justification is always, I'm going to wear it at some point, you know, when it's Mm -hmm. closing, right. But you haven't worn it in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's the point? Exactly. So it's really fascinating how we hold on to things and we hoard things out of like, I guess, I don't know, fear of making space Mm. for new things or, you know, we're just, we're just like really attaching ourselves to old identities, right? Also. Absolutely. And that's why I love this idea of like putting it through this filter of, yeah, you know, the woman that I want to be, because is the woman that I want to be someone that holds on for dear life to a dress that she's had for five years that doesn't quite fit anymore that, or that looks that might come back or like, no, you right, know, the, right. the woman that I want to be, I mean, it's different for everyone is someone who, you know, let's go with ease. Yes. I love that. Yes. Let's go. Let's go with ease and allows for things to flow with ease too. You know, exactly. Is able to receive the things that she truly desires, you know, exactly. I love that. And I think as women, like when we tap into that feminine essence, like it's, it's all about receiving. It's all about allowing for things Mm. to our life and to, to be able to receive it as gracefully as we can, you know? So Mm. I love, that's another reason why I love this, this practice of feng shui. It's because it allows you to receive too, Mm. you know, like the bottom of it all. It's if I clear out my space and if I make room for the things that I really desire and want, then I'm going to be able to receive the things that I, you know, really deserve and I'm worthy of receiving. Absolutely. I mean, it's almost like when they say, I think they say like you dress, dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so much easier with our dress because it's what we present to the world. It's like, well, people are going to see me. I'm going to get instant gratification. Yes. With our homes, it's much more like a personal private space. And so we tend to let things pile up. We tend to think, oh, I'll get to that later. And it's not as much as like a statement of who we are. Of course, unless we've got people coming over, then all of a sudden you're you're throwing things around, getting the space tidy. It's gonna it's gonna look incredible. Right. Yeah. So it's really like, who am I behind closed doors? What am I what's the message I'm giving behind closed doors to myself? And thousand percent, yeah. Totally yeah. connected to self-worth and self-image as well. So um it's yeah, powerful in that way too. People. We do like you said, we we like clean up and we reorganize and we restructure for other people. But when mm. it comes to us, you know, we kind of put that on the back burner or we don't care as much. Cause like you mm. said, it's not being presented outwardly. You know, mm. it's only presented when somebody comes over, <laughs> when you have friends or family coming over. But you know, if like to me it's it's just it's self-worth, right? Mm. It's loving yourself enough to know that, you know, I want to present this space for myself why does it happen Mm -hmm. for anybody else right absolutely yeah 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 so good babe thank you so much for breaking that down and you know sharing this concept it's amazing I think people are definitely becoming more conscious of their homes and their spaces Mm. 
after 2020, I think because we spent so much time at home and most people work from home now, right? So mm. able to work from home, you want to have a nice space. You want to be able to have a clear mind. You want to be able to focus and have that creativity flowing. So, you know, I think it is important and it's becoming more of a priority for people to organize their space and make sure that they feel safe in their own little humble mm. moments and all that you know so um thank you for for sharing all of that and breaking yeah. it all down my love I really appreciate it I feel like I will just share one more thing that yes, the listeners can can kind of take away because I know how much people love like a tangible thing that they can go and do yes. you know tonight for sure so yeah. most people really are looking at towards overall in enhancing like the energy flow and creating these new opportunities and new energy so that's that's kind of just looking at your your space as a whole um decluttering rearranging your furniture just so that it feels more open and spacious right. and like the energy can flow freely the other things that people really come to me to talk to about talk to me about is often um relationships Mm. and money <laughs> I feel like that exactly <laughs> so from the perspective now if we were if I was working one-on-one -on -one, uh with you there would be a different approach to what I'm going to say right now yeah. but as like a general way for people to kind of do some simple feng shui activations at home relationships is all to do with the southwest corner of your home now, you can put that to your whole home. You can do that in just your bedroom. You can right. do that on your desk. So even if you're just at work or you have a really small space right. um, or you just want to bring a bit of that activation into the work that you're doing, maybe you're a love coach, look right. at the southwest corner of your, your desk that you work at every day and you can just put some rose quartz or burn a candle Right. So that's a really nice little activation that you can do if it's in your bedroom space in your southwest corner of your bedroom, you could have like a painting, it could be abstract or some artwork photography of two figures. Oh, so you're starting to kind of bring that energy in, in, into right. your space in that way. Um, and then similarly with money, uh, that's all to do with the southeast um, part of your home, again, of your desk, of your room. Yeah. And so there you might just have like a little daily affirmation that you speak to around money or finances. You could have a citrine crystal, which is all about abundance. It can just be symbolic to yourself. You know, it doesn't have to be in alignment with the elements that we refer to in feng shui. So just starting to bring a little bit of awareness into those zones, a little bit of an right. activation. Um, and that's something that women or your listeners can go home and do kind of straight away. My God, that's so beautiful. I love that. I'm <laughs> going to do that straight away. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love it. I love that, Lucy. Thank you again for, for sharing these little tips and, and tricks that everyone can start with. You know, you don't have to be a feng shui expert, right? Like we can really just start with little things. And, you know, I think a lot of it is also, like you said, intuitive, right? It's listening yes. to the nudges, knowing like, I feel uncomfortable here, or that needs to change, or, you know, kind mm. of putting it together, putting two and two together, and trusting that, you know, we always have the answers too, um, while mm. also allowing guidance, if we do choose to work with um, an expert like yourself, you know, or someone mm. that knows very well what they're doing and, and how to support. So um, 
what like what are your sessions like and you you know where can people find you and connect with you if they want to book something with you share all of that please yeah sure so my signature offer is really like a one-on-one personalized feng shui experience we look at everything in your space um i kind of have to obviously get a deep understanding of like where you're at what are your goals what what are your ambitions uh and then we just i start aligning the feng shui um to that now sometimes these women want to get new things buy new things refresh the the space and the design so we can do it from that perspective obviously i'm an interior designer by trade as well um or it can just be a matter of rearranging and refreshing with their existing furniture items and pieces and then we go through on zoom and we go through room by room and it's presented to you first we go through the findings because your house has an energetic blueprint there is energetic information that already exists just from looking at your house I can tell you does the feng shui of your home support you financially? Does it support positive relationships? Is there some health things that may occur? So we go through the findings and then we look at all the ways in which we're going to balance that feng shui so that it's actually more of a supportive and nurturing environment according to your goals and and the things that you want to achieve. And yeah, then it's really up to my women to go home and start to make those changes um, and implement that yeah, at their own pace or as quickly as they want to. It's totally up to them. Um, And if that interests you or if you just want to learn a little bit more, dip your toes into the the feng shui world, my Instagram is really where I share everything. Um, And that's at citrus, C-I-T-R-U-S, Jing, J-I-N-G. Yeah, and you can just send me a DM on there. My website's being rebuilt at the moment. That's really the best way to get in touch. Perfect. Thank you so much, my love. I'll make sure to write all that information down so people can go to your site and book sessions and all that stuff if they're if that interests them. Um, but thank you so much, my love, for coming on. I'm so glad we finally nice. did this. I know. Maybe <laughs> so we'll happy. do it again. <laughs> I know, definitely. I will definitely be back on so we can dive deeper, you know, and have a little bit more in depth of um you know, certain areas of feng shui and all that. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, love. And we'll chat again soon. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share this with someone you love and don't forget to subscribe. If you're interested in working with me, find me on www.yasminelzamore.com. And make sure to also follow me on Instagram at Yasmin Elzamore for some daily inspiration. Love always, humanity feels.